Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, math fans. Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Pumpkins make for seriously delicious pie, am I right? Right now, a bunch of you are thinking, yep, and a bunch of you are thinking, nope. Because pumpkin pie is divisive pie, perhaps the most divisive pie. Case in point, according to a poll conducted a few years ago by the folks at NPR, pumpkin is right up there with apple and strawberry rhubarb as America's top pie. A different poll at Epicurious also reported that apple and pumpkin are America's favorites. But a bit of poking through blog posts and their always fascinating comment sections will quickly tip you off to the fact that for every enthusiastic pumpkin pie lover, there's an equally enthusiastic hater. So what's the math angle to all of this? Why am I talking about pumpkins and pumpkin pie? Well, first of all, it's fall here in the Northern Hemisphere, which means that pumpkin pie season is upon us. So, obviously, it's a perfect time to contemplate the mathematical properties of everybody's favorite squash. Plus, as all of you pumpkin pie lovers will appreciate, the volume of a pumpkin is related to the amount of delicious pie that can be made from it. So, pumpkin pie fans need to know the right way to find the volume of a pumpkin. Obviously, it's super important. But since pumpkins are often weirdly shaped, finding their volumes can be tricky. How should you do it? What does it have to do with finding the volume of a shape called an ellipsoid? And what does any of this have to do with Archimedes' famous Eureka moment? Stay tuned, because we're about to find out. Okay, imagine you've just returned from the pumpkin patch with a big old wagon full of pumpkins. What's the first thing you want to do? Carve them? Cook them? No, obviously you, being the math fan that you are, want to calculate their volumes. It's so obvious. So how would you do that? Well, if your pumpkin happens to be perfectly spherical, you're in luck. Because the volume of a sphere is simply equal to four-thirds pi times the radius cubed. So all you have to do is somehow measure the radius of the pumpkin and then crunch a few numbers. Of course, measuring the radius of a sphere without cutting the sphere in half is actually kind of tough to do. One relatively easy way to do it is to grab a couple of books and position them like football goalposts on opposite sides of the pumpkin. Once you do that, you can measure the distance between the books to come up with a reasonably accurate estimate of the spherical pumpkin's diameter. With that, all you have to do to find the pumpkin's radius is divide its diameter in half. But most pumpkins that I've seen aren't spherical. Sure, they're kind of roundish, but they definitely don't look like perfect spheres. So what can we do in this case? To understand how to calculate the volume of these less than perfectly spherical pumpkins, we need to talk about a three-dimensional shape called an ellipsoid. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As you might guess from the name, an ellipsoid is the three-dimensional shape you get if you rotate an ellipse around one of its axes. Just as a sphere is the three-dimensional shape you get if you rotate a circle around one of its axes. In truth, the shape of an ellipsoid can be a little more complex since it can extend different amounts along each of its three axes. But let's set that extra detail aside for now since we're just worrying about pumpkins here. The important point is that an ellipsoid is a pretty good approximation to the true shape of a pumpkin. Some pumpkins are tall and skinny ellipsoids, some are squashed and fat ellipsoids, and some are just slightly ellipsoidal ellipsoids, but they're all ellipsoids. So if we can figure out how to calculate the volume of an ellipsoid, we'll be in good shape. The question therefore is, how can we do it? To see, let's go back and think about that equation for the volume of a sphere, 4 thirds pi r cubed. In particular, let's think about how we can picture the meaning of this equation. In terms of diameter, the volume of a sphere is equal to 1 sixth pi d cubed, where d, the diameter, is simply equal to twice the radius. Since pi is roughly equal to 3, of course it's actually closer to 3.14, but 3 is close enough for now. This equation says that the volume of a sphere is roughly equal to 1 half d cubed. Now, what's d cubed? If you think about it, you'll see that it's the volume of the smallest cube that contains the sphere. So, this equation says that the volume of a sphere is roughly equal to half the volume of the cube surrounding the sphere. Picturing it in your head, that seems about right, right? With this in mind, let's shift to thinking about an ellipsoid. Imagine taking a sphere and stretching it along its two horizontal axes and squishing it along its vertical axis. What have we done? Well, we've created an ellipsoid that is very similar to the classic shape of a pumpkin. Now, what does this stretching and squishing do to the volume? By analogy with the sphere, the volume of this ellipsoid must be approximately half the volume of the rectangular box surrounding it. If we stretch the sphere by 20% in two directions, we also stretch the surrounding box by 20% in each of those directions, which means we increase its volume by 20% for each direction. If we then squish the ellipsoid by 10% in the other direction, we must decrease the newly stretched volume by 10%. Make sense? By analogy with how we came up with the relationship between the volume of a sphere and its surrounding cube, if you think about all of this for a bit, you'll see that it means that the volume of an ellipsoid must be equal to 4 thirds pi times a times b times c, where a, b, and c are the ellipsoid's quote-unquote radii along each of its three axes. Of course, they're not true radii as they are for a sphere. In this case, they're the analog of radii, which measures something about the size of the ellipsoid along each of those three axes. To help you picture what this all looks like, 2a, 2b, and 2c are the lengths of the sides of the surrounding rectangular box. 
In the case of a sphere, these three radii are all the same. They're actually radii. So this equation turns into the simpler volume is equal to four-thirds pi r cubed equation that we all know and love. Given this new equation for the volume of an ellipsoid, all we have to do to find the volume of a real pumpkin is measure its size, by which I mean its analog of radii, a, b, and c, along each of its three axes. Once we do that, a bit of number crunching into the equation volume is equal to four-thirds pi a times b times c will give us a new, improved, and much more accurate estimate of the pumpkin's volume. And while that's all well and good, and while it very importantly puts us on a path towards better predicting the amount of pumpkin we can extract for pie baking, it's probably not the easiest way to determine the volume of an irregularly shaped pumpkin. For that, we really should head back in time a few thousand years and discover exactly what it was that made the famous Greek mathematician Archimedes reportedly run down the street naked shouting Eureka. Sounds like a good story, right? It is, but sadly, we're all out of time for today. So that story of Archimedes and the conclusion to our story of measuring the volume of a pumpkin will have to wait until next time. In the meantime, if you're looking for more fun with math, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's perfect for you and all the math fans in your life. And it's available wherever you like to buy books. Thanks in advance for your support. Also, remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com slash themathdude and on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.